Hey, what's up, good people? It's Jay Ray, the co-host of Q Points, and I wanted to come to you because there are two really important ways that you can support our show. One is by subscribing to it wherever you listen to or watch your podcast. Q Points is pretty much everywhere. The other thing that you can do is you can visit us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on Podchaser, and you can leave us a star rating. Please rate us five stars because you know you love Q Points. And on Apple Podcasts and on Podchaser, you can actually leave us a written review. It's not required, but it really does help to spread the word about the show and it helps people to discover it as they're looking for new podcasts to listen to. We're always appreciative of you supporting Q Points. We thank you so much for all that you've done for us so far and enjoy the show. Yes, and welcome back to another episode of Q Points. I am your co-host, DJ Sir Daniel. What's happening? Good folks. My name is Jay Ray, also known by my government as Johnny Ray Cornegay the third. What's happening? Listen, it is May is just pretty much over, right? It really is. Uh, you know, I don't know what time it is right now. It's just <laughs> flying. But what I, I am happy to announce, I do have an announcement, J. Ray. Okay. Um, if I had cigars, if I smoked cigars and I had enough, I would share with you all because I'm an uncle. You're an uncle? I'm an uncle. Yeah, I don't know if you heard. I didn't. Yes. Um, I guess earlier this week sometime because you know we like to keep these things hush hush rihanna gave birth to a baby <laughs> boy and i am as one of the um you know one of barbados's favorite sons i have to welcome our newest prince into the fold and um, just say, offer a huge hearty congratulations to my Bajan sister, <laughs> Rihanna. And you're welcome to everybody else that's going to experience, you know, us being a major part of your lives from now on. Well, congratulations, Uncle Sir Daniel. <laughs> um, <laughs> congratulations to Rihanna and uh asap rocky, rocky. yeah can't for, forget him you can know, absolutely can he was definitely part of it you know he's, he's, part, of, he's part of it he's he part of it he had something to do with it absolutely and um we continue to be really proud of all that rihanna has accomplished uh in within her career and she has uh, done a number of interviews talking about what it's like to be a mom. We actually did a video uh, about that. We'll make sure that we post it so that y'all can watch it. But um, I know this is a really exciting time for her and her family and ASAP Rocky's family. So this is a good time. So congratulations, Uncle Sir Daniel. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Reggie. Reggie is tuning yes. in. Reggie's offering his congratulations as well. <laughs> you know, it's a great time. It's a great time to um, to be outside, as the kids say. And uh, 
you know, we were talking about this last week, the Lovers and Friends um, concert actually so it it went off. It happened. It didn't happen without a hitch, but it happened. Yes. For, mo- for all intents and purposes, it did happen. And I think uh, we witnessed, I don't know if it's viral, but we witnessed a superior backstage moment. There were a lot of things that made this backstage moment great. But to me, hearing Rod Digger and Lauren Hill practice their, yes. rehearse their lines from the iconic Cowboys song from the Fuji's album, was just so dope. Those few seconds of them going back and forth, I was like, the fan of me was like, yeah, that's what I want to hear. Yes. And actually watching Lauren smile, you know, Mm because there is a there is a a view of how she is portrayed and how we see her. And watching that moment backstage with all of them there was like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. nice. That's dope. That's super dope, especially when Rob Digger says, you know, why she's rap bitches get all up in your pockets. And Lauren and Lauren is in the background talking about stuff. That's the best line ever. And we all say the same thing. We all know we all feel the same way. We do. But yet, you're absolutely right. We all kind of think of Lauren Hill as a super uptight, call me Miss Hill, you know, really outlandish personality. But you know, she's still She's still L Boogie from around the way sometimes, you know. Yes. And had a great time. Uh, I have to say, I watched some of the footage um, from the Lovers and Friends show. And I have to say, I don't know if you've realized this or I've said this to you publicly, but I, I think I've said it publicly. I've been openly middle aged for a while now. Mm-hmm. And um, as somebody who is middle aged, <laughs> I've said this publicly, like the window for me going to outdoor concerts without assigned seating is closed. Yes. It's completely closed. I'm I'm not here for it. Right. I will I will watch it online with the rest of you, with you rest of you middle aged Gen Xers, and enjoy it because I saw you know who else I saw at the concert? Who? That was superb. Mason Betha. The bishop, Pastor Mace, Mason Betha. Of Bethel, all people. Of all Mace. people, was Mason okay. Batha was on there. Of, I don't know, something happened to his music, mm-hmm. but that, but he can't stop. He won't stop <laughs> because he continued rhyming a cappella, and not for nothing. We people like to make fun of Mace. Not for nothing. Mace is nice. Oh, clearly. I mean, you know, Mace wrote so many joints. Mace had a bunch of hits in a short period of time. He is a veteran MC, uh, and that's dope when it shows professionalism when a a artist can figure it out. Like, the show has to happen. Like, he comes from the school of the show's got to happen. That's right. I, if I'm getting my check, the show got to happen. So... I don't care if the music ain't doing what it needs to do. I'm about to do this whole set acapella. Acapulco for some of y'all. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, did you see uh, so Khalees? Khalees did a great job. Khalees was awesome. there. Uh, Amory. Amory was there. What? Okay, so can we talk about this particular show? So here's yeah. what's interesting, and this is why I was on the bus of Will This Happen? There were right. so many artists. Mm hmm. 
And only, I think, like, two or three, like, ultimately didn't perform, which is amazing because there were so many people on the bill. Um, so just the fact that we're talking, like, A-Marie and Khalees and Mace and Lil' Kim was there. And it was just, Ray like, Ray J. It was just on and on with the amount of people that were there so shout out to those folks that got to go i did see pictures from some folks that i know who actually were there and um but i'm with you sir daniel um one it's vegas huh i am i am i am openly middle age i'm about to be in really it's less than 24 hours um because i will be 45 Mm. Um, my official birthday is like 5.35 p.m. or something. But so okay. tomorrow uh, I turn 45 years old. So I am right there in middle age. And I'm so happy about being yes. 45. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? I'm, I'm happy to celebrate you turning 45. Um, I would we would be celebrating but well, we're still celebrating him. Mm-hmm. Um one of my close friends uh, who's no longer with us, he would have been turning, uh, but I believe either 47 or 48. So mm-hmm. I want to shout out Shannon, the memory of Shannon Green. Um, you know, we still think about you all the time. We still talk about you all the time and smile and laugh regarding your memory and your friendship. So, yes, yeah, shout out to my Taurus brothers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Taurus season. I'm going to let y'all have that for now. You know, Listen, it's child's about to be to over in like two days. So, That's you know, really. we Gemini, <laughs> so Gemini's are like standing here like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. So shout out to y'all. So um, today we were talking about covers and mm-hmm. it's so funny that we're discussing um, artists that cover records that either go are wildly successful or are kind of on the eh side of, you know, music that is entered into the great lexicon of pop culture. But um, it's so funny you met we you did we did the reel featuring mm-hmm. Shaka Khan, yep. and then today we find out that Shaka Khan has found a new home, a new record label home. Yeah. And we'll be dropping music this summer. Listen, and it's going to be hot. Listen, uh, 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 her last joint, Hello Happiness. Listen, that joint was crazy. Like, Shaka Khan in 2019, in February of 2019, dropped a dope EP of, like, bangers, y'all. So I'm looking forward to whatever she is cooking up in the studio because the woman is really good at making music when she's on she's really on so i'm excited if she's she wants to do it and she's like all the cylinders are cooking it's gonna be really it's gonna be really great we're looking forward to that so go ahead yeah no i was just gonna um so one of the the things that kind of brought us to this topic so of course you and i were having this dialogue um from the billboard awards so of course last week let's take a moment shout out again mary j blige for her icon award i watched first of all i watched janet's intro and then i watched Mm. mary's speech i cried twice oh wow okay I cried twice. So one of the things, I don't know if you know this about me, but when something makes me really, really happy, I cry. 
Um, and so that made me feel really good inside. And so I cried. And um, just a huge, huge accomplishment. And so it was just dope watching these two black women love on each other. Um, and watching Mary in particular just kind of get the award was super cool. Absolutely. Yes. To your point, them loving on each other. I love, I absolutely love moments like that when people give each other props that are, you know, have been in the trenches and, you know, especially from one icon to another. I love that as well. But I think what got me really excited was when Mary was talking her ish. Like, you know what? Yeah, I was ghetto, and you know that was problematic. But guess what? Not all y'all want all no, y'all want to be ghetto be, too, right? All y'all want to be city girls and be out, you know, all out too like that. I was the original city girl, right? No, but um, but yeah, I I that's I love that about being. That's one of the great things about getting older, is that when you're you get older and you evolve as a person, and you can stand flat-footed like you know what yeah I, and pat yourself on the back i did that so yes um that was a great moment as well and i'm so glad that because we are real fans of yes. mary j blige that we were able to give her props and we stand on that and so yes yes shout out to shout out to us for being real fans of mary j blige. absolutely we love mary and so okay mm-hmm. heading into this topic right so yes. i didn't watch the Billboard Awards. I think we know how I feel about award shows in general, and I kind of watch them yep. in pieces. But I happened to catch Silk Sonic. Mm. And they performed Love's Train. Before I talk, talk about, about this song, I want to talk about the fact that I was hearing a lot towards the end of last year of how Silk Sonic missed their moments and what happened to the record. And I was sitting on the sidelines like, these folks clearly don't listen to classic R&B radio because Silk Sonic joints played all of 2021. Like all of Skate, Leave the Door Open, uh, 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 Now Love's Train, the song that I love that I can never, uh, the, that I can never remember, the uh, Smoking Out the Window. Um, all four of them joints were, are staples now in classic R&B radio. So this remake, watching them perform it flawlessly was like, this is good like it's a really solid remake it's very faithful to the original because when it comes on you sometimes think you're going to hear the original and at this point you just don't (laughs) and but watching them do it on that billboard stage was cool because now i'm like oh my god so many young people get to be introduced to this kind of classic r&b song and it just got us thinking about covers right and when covers are done correctly to your point it gives people, it makes people curious about the original because you'll have people like us somehow say, "Oh, that's a cover. Mm-hmm. You need to hear. You need to check out the original." Mm-hmm. And then hopefully people will check out the original. And so now, not only is Silk Sonic getting you know love for the song, but the original artist can get some love too and get some you know get some back end off of the writing and the publishing. Yes, and you know because a lot of times artists that came from you know, gen, uh, two to three generations, well, two to three decades ago, mm-hmm. don't, didn't necessarily sign great contracts, so they didn't necessarily get 
a lot of money. Right, right, right. So I think, and that's why I, I kind of wish a lot more artists did that. Mm-hmm. You know, do a nice cover of something. You know, look at catalogs. Look at the people that came before you and really made noise and find out what it, delve into what it is about that song that made people excited and see and put your own spin on it. There's nothing wrong because you got to do something live. Absolutely. Because you can't, you know, you can't, people don't want to sit through a whole bunch of ballads. Right. Unless, you, you know, <laughs> unless you're going to a chem show, then you know what you're getting. Absolutely. So, but yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so we got to talking about covers and then we, J-Ray and I, as usual, decided we are going to, you know, pull, pick, pick on some of the covers that we either loved or hated or mm-hmm. are indifferent about and just let's just talk about it because of course we love to talk about these kind of things yes so jay ray uh you want to go first let's hit us off with your first let's, okay so my first um cover that i want to talk about is uh from Aaliyah's uh first album so at your best mm. you are love um I'll be taking a step back about talking about Aaliyah's first record because obviously it was produced by Thou Who Shall Not Be Named. But this cover... Yeah. In a lot of ways, I mean, I love the Isley Brothers version of this song, but I actually think Aaliyah's version is my favorite version of this song. I feel like her vocal is incredibly solid. It tolls that line of... Um, kind of intimacy, but innocence mm-hmm. um, because of, you know, certainly because of her age, I'm sure when she was singing it, but it's it's a beautifully uh, crafted song. And um, one of my favorite remakes to hear, which is also another song. So when we start talking about um, classic R&B radio, I hear the Aaliyah version of that song more than I hear the original version of that song at this point. And um, I just totally enjoy listening to it every time. I'm not mad at that pick. That's a that's a very wonderful song. And with regards to Aaliyah and people like to talk about, you know, people with feather voices, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of control. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of control to sing like that. People think it's just, you know, I'm singing very soft, so I'm not really exerting any energy. But it takes a lot of control because, one, uh, you're exhibiting breath control, diaphragm control, mm-hmm. all of that technical stuff. But then, And then on top of that, you have to remember to interpret the song yep. and give the song uh, feeling and emphasis where it needs it. So, yeah, I, I love that um, pick. My first pick, you know, uh, I am the self-proclaimed, you know, I'm a female MC historian and, you know, that's what I do. That's what I love. So I'm going to, there's a couple of them that we're going to talk about tonight. And the first one we're going to talk about is Bahamadia's interpretation or cover of MC Light's Paper Thin. And we mentioned this a couple shows ago because you, I don't think you were aware, fully aware of that version. Um, it's a good, it's a good version. First of all, Bahamadia is, we're talking about people that exhibit, con- control their instrument. Bahamadia is definitely an example of an MC that controls her, um, her instrument because she's not, She's not um, super boisterous mm-hmm. by any means. 
her she has a very cool demeanor, very calm demeanor, and so her voice reflects that. And so when you're listening to her version of Paper Thin, it's you know it's it's a, it's a tad a couple beats slower than the original. Mm-hmm. Um, it was produced, of course, by Questlove and the um, the Roots crew because uh, it appeared on a B side of one of her singles. I can't remember right now, but yeah, it. I don't think it caught on because people like J Ray love the original so much that they don't even they didn't even pay attention. It could have been the timing of it because Bahamadia. I will say this collage is a, is a phenomenal piece of work, a phenomenal mm-hmm. body of work. But there was a like a gap in between time of when the singles were released and when the actual album was re- released. So then my guess is that there was a the people that could have um, latched onto the album and could have become real big fans at that time may have lost interest may have and so by the you know throwing out that b-side was kind of like okay let me let's do something to get people's interest uh, or get people's attention on the album and the rest of the body works a body of work so you know your diehard hippity hop fans like me you know already caught the album and loved it and but i think paper thin was an attempt to you know pay homage and as well as hook people in because you know People like covers. People like covers. I want to stay with collage for a second, though, because mm-hmm. one, that record is dope. Um, <laughs> and I've never really, I don't think you and I have like really, really talked about that album. And I, we probably just need to do like a show about kind of that era. Yeah. I actually think one of the reasons that collage didn't catch on is I, I unfortunately, Bahamadia was ahead of I truly think if collage had hit in like 2000 it mm. would have been because mm. by then the roots had done all the stuff that they were doing right you got right. he had already come out Dilla was on the scene and like yeah. doing his thing um Philly the Jill Scott the whole neo yes. soul movement was emerging and collage shout out to a uh, guru because you know yeah. she came through guru and that camp Shout out to Guru for seeing the vision and being able to get the album out. And it was a great record. I just think it beat everything else that that it could have rolled the wave of. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, yeah, I didn't catch that cover. Um, And yeah, I love the original version of Paper Thin, but I... I'm fascinated by hip hop covers. So actually, my second song is a hip hop cover. Because, okay, so now we're at the point in in hip-hop where we can have covers, right? Yes. So my second joint is Pharrell Manch's Welcome to the Terror Dome, which was on Mm. his second record. So Welcome to the Terror Dome, of course, originally done by Public Enemy. Um, Pharrell Manch did it on his second album, Desire, which is a super interesting record. So for those who haven't heard it, definitely go and check it out. I was surprised, though, to get this cover um, on it because it definitely pays homage to the first one. Lyrically, he doesn't change anything. He just delivers it 
in an interesting way and the production is really really dope so it calls back to the original and kind of brings pe's original vision forward into early you know 2000s uh version of hip-hop and uh i just thought it was fun like it's one of those joints where i i'm fascinated when when rappers cover other rappers and keep the lyrics the way they are and not just like rap over something. And we don't get a lot of that. So Bahamadia would have been a version of that. This is another version of that where a rapper just is kind of like, all right, I'm going to cover Public Enemy. And um, I thought that was interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's my second joint. I Public Enemy, especially a song like Welcome to the Terror Dome, the energy behind it is so frenetic. I would... I wouldn't think to cover it, or I wouldn't that wouldn't be a song that I would pick to cover because it's not like a party joint. No. And public enemy tends to be heavy on the the content tip. Mm-hmm. And but you know, Farrell Munch is no slouch. So Mm-mm. shout out to him for taking that on because that's a heavy responsibility. Oh yeah. Especially with hip hop, rap music, especially classics that are revered yeah that's a you, you know you're you're really putting on your big boy pants and your big girl panties to cover a classic and that's why i'm i'm gonna give the queens of miami the city girls i'm gonna give them a shout out for their cover of salt and peppers classic i'll take your man now you mentioned the fact that the songs that we mentioned before, they didn't change any much of the lyrics. They didn't change any of the lyrics. The City Girls, however, took some poetic license mm-hmm. and did, a, you know, a couple, um, changed some few things and made it City Girl-like. But I must say, regardless, of the, and this was on their debut album, so they've grown a lot since that first album, especially, um, Jay, especially Young Miami. However, I must give them credit. The energy, the the sass of the song, I'll take your man, because you can't you can't be, you know, weak saying I'll take your man. You gotta you gotta stand on two feet and say and mean that and you when you come across because Cheryl and Sandy, Song Pepper, when it when the original came out in eighty six, you could radio band it because they said ho. In the mm-hmm. beginning, <laughs> in the beginning of the um, record, and that was, you know, that was that was ooh, that was very taboo for for eighty six for the early eighties, especially with two women rapping about taking somebody else's man, and they they were very serious. And the city girls are no joke, you know. Young Miami right now is involved in a Instagram Twitter beef with with Diddy's baby mom and she's she's living she's like oh I I may have rapped that stuff but I live it right I will I will take your man and I will I will comment on all his pictures I will say I will still hang out with him because I'm that chick and so I think you know it's one of those songs that it's tongue-in-cheek it's fun it's energetic uh it you know um people can rap along to it and put themselves in it like you know if you're feeling that way if you're feeling like you know you, you know that you can you're going out and you want to feel like you're the baddest you can wrap along to something like that and that's what 
a good cover does. They, the music, it sound it sounded updated for the the twenty twos and the twenties and whatnot. So I, that's why I give them props. I give the City Girls props for their cover of "I'll Take Your Man." Do you feel like more? What are you? What are your thoughts on more MCs covering stuff from the past? What do you feel like that's important? Do you feel like that could bridge this gap that I sometimes feel like hip hop always is rubbing against itself with new and old? Um, do you feel like more covers could might help to bridge some gaps? It absolutely could. It's it's an opportunity for the newer artists to reach out to the to the originators and include them in the process because we see other genres of music doing that all the time. You know, you have your country music artists, your R&B artists um, linking up and doing songs together. If they're doing performances, we saw her bring out um, Lenny Kravitz and Sheila E. All those people during uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis during her performance, I believe it was the Grammys. And Everybody loved it. Imagine if, mm, I don't even want to put people on the spot, but imagine if somebody, one of the, imagine if Drake, mm-hmm. um, you know, and LL came out and LL killed it with like a quick, a quick 16. Cause we're talking, you know, we're talking about two lover boys yes. from different generations, but there would be no Drake without an LL. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh my God, like that right there. First of all, if Drake hears this, you need to call LL Cool J and get, and get LL on the joint. Because first of all, LL's pin game is legendary. So y'all need to just figure that out. <laughs> and, you know, and nobody talks greasy about being a ladies man better than LL and Drake. Imagine if you have peanut butter and chocolate together two great tastes that taste great together. I mean, you know, but I really wish to to answer your question, I really wish younger artists or even older artists would reach out and say, hey, let's try and, and do something that will bridge the generations and, yeah. we'll, and could actually generate some real money and get you on tours and get you performances in different places. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, because we just posted about um, uh, I Feel For You and of course... Uh, Melly Mel is featured in that. Melly Mel is still out here. We was just on Melly Mel's IG today. Melly Mel is out here still like crushing the weightlifting game. So imagine, right? It's crazy, right? Y'all need to check out Melly Mel's IG because the brother is killing it right now. But um, Melly Mel just turned 61, by the way. Right. Uh, Imagine some of the younger cats kind of reaching back. You know what I'm saying? And even pulling forward some of the stuff from like the message and all of that and white lines and like, first of all, those songs could fit in today's moment. That would be super dope for some folks to reach back and bring that forward. You know, white line, well, I don't know if that would be um, appropriate if you're facing, you know, Rico charges. Right. You know, right? But- <laughs> I don't want to remake that particular song. But somebody else that doesn't have any, you yeah. know, pending charges, you could remake that song but speaking of birthdays i almost forgot so today is the icon 
the Jamaican legend herself. It is Grace Jones' birthday. It is. And if we're talking about remakes, I, I don't know if a lot of people have ever heard Warm Leatherette. Yeah. But Warm Leatherette is, that's one of my favorite Grace Jones songs. Mm-hmm. But Warm Leatherette is a cover by a group called The Normal. Yep. Absolutely. Cover of a, uh, it's kind of like a punk rock joint. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, love what great, what that what they did with that song. But yeah, that is a cover. And that's one of those ones. It's so faithful. Whitney Houston is good at that, right? Luther was good yeah. at that, where they do a song and you think it's their song and you like, actually, right. it's a cover. <laughs> but yeah, Warm Leatherette is. That played, so the night I got COVID, Warm Quest Love dropped Warm Leatherette and I took my mask off and I was getting my life. <laughs> that damn Quest Love. That damn Quest, damn Quest Love. <laughs> But I I want to ask you a question. So, I mean, do you, we were talking about covers, you know, going lyric for lyric when it comes to rap. Then, of course, you have people that make covers on R&B songs or otherwise where they change it or make it almost unrecognizable. Like, do you have, do you prefer that a cover stays close to the original or are you open to it being sounding completely different something completely yeah otherworldly than what the intention or what it sounds like because i'm trying to think of something else that did that yeah there's there's actually a recent version of of what you're describing i'm open to it uh i think that if a song is done well it can appear in many different genres. Um, so I think my favorite version, this wasn't even a cover. This was just the original artist doing the song in a completely different way. But um, um, Robin actually did like an acoustic version um, of Dancing On My Own. Um and it was like crazy because it's a dance song, but the version that she did was just like this acoustic thing. And I was like, what, what? So it was almost like her covering her own song, which was nuts. But speaking of Robin, because Robin is really good because I think the most recent version of that is uh, Robin and Pay covering Nina Cherry's Buffalo Stamps, Buffalo Stamps yes. in a completely different way and a completely mm-hmm. different style with Nina Cherry's blessing on it, right? So I am wide open to what a cover could be. I remember Janet Jackson doing um, the Rod Stewart joint, Tonight's the Night, but she didn't change Rod's lyrics to it. So she sang, Girl like he would have sang it and in 1997 that was revolutionary you know what i'm saying yeah Yeah, that was like really taboo that janet jackson was singing this song um and and about a a, to a woman and not changing the lyrics like it was it was a thing so i'm open to changes and or you staying faithful i just want it to be good Prime example, and I was trying to remember it, and it just came to me. Alien Ant Farm mm-hmm. did a cover of Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal, yeah. like a really kind of hard edge right. speed metal version. Yep. And this shit was dope. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was good the, video, the video was great, and 
it, it took it to a completely different genre, but it so it paid homage to the fact that this song is that good that a song that's really good and stands on its own can be done in any kind of genre. Absolutely, absolutely. And let's shout out folks that so Reggie was here, of course Wani's here, and Kipper's here. Hey Kipper. Kipper's so in the out. building. Absolutely. Um so okay, my next my next yes. cover actually falls into this idea. So my next cover that uh I absolutely love, my God. Um Michelle Indegail Cello, who is right there, right there over there anyway redid there's a cover on that record too which is really good but no did uh don't disturb this groove from her ventriloquism album which was her album of covers from 2018 that whole album is crazy because she reimagined so many songs like even atomic dog is completely reimagined on this album right but Okay, so put to put in context, Don't Disturb This Groove is one of my favorite songs of all time. By the system. By the system. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, there's another, there was a band called The System 2 that has another song that's one of my favorite songs of all time. Completely different band. But they were an 80s group that only had like one EP. Side, side sidebar. sidebar don't dis- right. right don't disturb this groove though growing up so that song came out in like 86 87 i think it was mm-hmm. 86 um it's one of those songs that situates me in a time and place it reminds me of summer for whatever reason specifically summer nights yes yes and um just a sweet ass song um beautifully it's the, sung it's the synthesizers for me it's the synthesizers that dan, 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 dan. the groove is nuts so what michelle does though is really take the foundation of the groove mm-hmm. slows it down and it becomes a burning slow jam Hmm. and it is so pretty so it's not like it's just it's just really dope it's just really dope y'all have to like play it it's um it feels more stripped down and of course with michelle's vocal who's she has a deeper tone yes kipper smoldering that's the word that's the word And she really brings that out in her version of the song. And it's almost sing-songy. And man, oh man, I can't get enough of that, that, that remake. Um, so yeah, Don't Disturb This Groove by Michelle and DeGail Cello, remaking a classic song that stands clearly on its own. Mm-hmm. And this remake gives it another life. I am just solely, I'm sold. Like, I'm about to, when we get off, I'm about to check it out myself because I too love that song. So, yes. And I love Michelle. Mm-hmm. And so we're coming to, here's my third pick. Um, and it's not a rap song. It's not a female rapper. However, it is Tina Turner mm-hmm. covering um, 
Albie, I'm going to say Albie Shore, <laughs> Al Green, Al Green's Let's Stay Together, which where, for all intents and purposes, when Tina, Tina's one of those artists that if she does a song, it becomes hers. Mm-hmm. There are people that when they put their mark on their song, they just, it's it becomes theirs. Al Green's, of course, still stands up, but I think when you put them both side to side, hers is more of an 80s pop R&B cover, and it does all the things that an 80s song is supposed to do, but it it makes people sing along to it, and the lyrics still stand the test of time. I think it was just, and her voice, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 rock the rockabilly um, tone, the the harsh tone, because her tone and Al Green's tone are, are very close, but she still sounds womanly, and she still adds she like Michelle, like you were saying, she adds a smoldering kind of sexiness to the sexy growl to it. But I absolutely love that version of Let's Stay Together by Tina Turner. And it's just, again, a great songwriting, a great song is a great foundation. And you could turn it to yours if you are invested in making it become your song. And I think we've done, we've compiled a great list, but I have a caveat. There's there's this one song, I love the song, but I absolutely don't ever want to hear it remade again. What song? Um, Killing Me Softly. Oh, I that don't, don't do that song ever again. It's I'm done. Good. I, I enjoyed the Albie Shore. I, I enjoyed the Albie Shore version. Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody loves the Fuji's Lauren Hill version. Everybody loves that. But because of the success of the song, everybody wants to sing it on every talent show, every uh, America's Got Talent, American Idol, all those shows. And I'm quite over it. It's a karaoke. It's a karaoke favorite. I get it. Keep it in the karaoke rooms. You know, I I just would. I don't care to hear that again. I think there are other songs in the Roberta Flat canon that Plenty. people can pick from. Plenty that y'all can pick from. Um, but yeah, just don't do "Killing Me Softly" anymore. Just this is a personal ask on my behalf. That's all. Listen, you are absolutely right. I actually <laughs> think. I mean. The Fuji's version kind of like it was like I don't even know who else can do this and unless someone is doing a version that calls directly back to the original in some interesting way maybe I'll accept it but I think you're right I don't know who what you going to do I don't know what they going to do what you going to do that yes. song done been did <laughs> right you know again the catalog is extensive. So if you want to cover something, there's plenty to pick from. There's plenty, plenty, plenty. To pick plenty. From. And you know who we don't talk about this enough, but you know who has been really thoughtful about picking songs that they remake and they absolutely knock them out of the box is En Vogue. Oh my goodness. Listen, shout out to En Vogue. So, um, that first record you get yesterday, they did like an acapella yesterday that uh, uh, giving him something he can feel like what? First of all, to do an Aretha Franklin song and literally there is Aretha's version and there is In Vogue's version and they exist in their own universes, but they're both classics. Yep. 
It's not yeah, fake. They, <laughs> not at all. You're absolutely right. You can turn on a quiet storm in any city across this nation, and you can hear you can hear Aretha's version, and to your point, you can hear and votes version they might be two hours apart but they could be played during the same quiet storm Mm -hmm. and you know to their credit and what's the other song that they remade um there was that there was yesterday even just their quick cover of um i want who's loving you oh everybody you Mm -hmm. know so open up open up um hold hold on oh my god yep and Kimber yeah. just mentioned it. Oh my! So first of all, actually, that was pretty much our first introduction to them was doing that acapella version because you know everybody had to sing acapella back then, y'all, because we had just come off of Millie Vanilli. So if you was gonna sing yeah. something, you had to sing it with no music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the show improved. <laughs> yes, but them doing that at the beginning was just classic. They're another group. So we've named several because, yes, we have Luther, we have Whitney, and Vogue is another group that once they did a joint, it was like, oh, that's that's their version. <laughs> that's their version. Mm-hmm. Can I ask? Okay, so we want y'all to tell us, though. So we haven't done this in a while. Look, y'all can send us in. Go, go ahead and send us either some text, audio, or video. And let us know what is your favorite remake of a song. It could be any genre. And if you go over to qpnt.net forward slash fan mail, you can um, leave us a message. Like I said, it could be text. It could be audio. It could be video. But let us know what your favorite remake is. And it might be on our social media or in the next show. Please do. And... We've really enjoyed, this has been a light, fun, lighthearted show. And I don't know, J-Ray, there's, uh, there's been some, some pretty heartbreaking and serious things that have been going on across our nation. And I, you know, I think it's our duty as historians, as keepers of the culture to add our voice to this awareness. And I, I just think it's unfair what's happening to certain people in this country, um, just based on their race, just based on their gender. It, it really breaks my heart. And, you know, Jerry and I have joined forces to, to address this. And I think it's just time that we just put a name to it and put and speak truth to power regarding this particular issue. Jay Ray. Are you a black woman? Are you a black woman that's a rap artist? Are you a black woman rap artist that attended an award show recently? Do you know this woman? If this is you, you may be eligible for compensation. Call the Q Points Women MC hotline at 484-380-5497 and tell us your story. We can get you what you deserve. You deserve to spit dope lyrics safely. The Q Points Women MC hotline is a working phone number and any messages you leave there may be used for marketing purposes. 
Gang Gang. <sighs> we had to talk about that. We had to. If you see something, <laughs> if you see something, say something. If you see that young lady, say something. You know, call the authority, something. It's, this can't happen anymore. On behalf of Meg Stallion, Doja Cat. Azalea es- Banks. Especially Azalea Banks. Little Kim. You know, this person must be stopped. And oh people God. like her. So, <laughs> I don't I don't know why it's happening. It's the weirdest thing. I've watched these. I watched the clips and I've watched the videos. I don't understand why she's there. I don't get it. I don't, I didn't know who she was. I mean, I've obviously, then when you told me Suicide Squad, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember her from that movie. Yeah. Why is she fawning over these black women in a very creepy way? It's one thing to be like, yo, shout out. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to be, exactly, Kipper, exactly. (laughs) So, for those of you who don't know that, that young lady, she is an actress. Mm-hmm. Her name is Kara. What's the last name? Dev- Delve- Del- Delvine. Delvine. That sounds right. Kara Delvine. She's an actress. She's very intense about her fandom. Um, she's. If you see, if you type in her name and just do a search of her, she has popped up in the faces of numerous rap or female rappers, women rappers, and. Is very like cringy, kind of intense of her fandom. Like there's touching, there's intense rapping in their faces along with their songs, and you know, in black voice and black effect. And um, yeah, there's some very uncomfortable sniffing of people's legs and touching. It's on a deeper level. It's very indicative of this. Uh, your property. Yes, um, that I can touch and I can, you know, uh, I can marvel of your body and I, I, I have free agency to touch you and to, you know, invade your space, which is very indicative of a lot of the behaviors that we've been seeing and that has been called to the carpet in the most recent years. People call that CRT mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just us recognizing, hey, you know, sometimes y'all just don't understand boundaries and you mm-hmm. think that because we're black, there's this, you know, thing where you still feel like there's some type of ownership and you can touch and you can, it's, it's very odd. It's very odd behavior. I feel so, I feel cringy for the girls, the, you know, Kim's, the Azalea's, she was on, Azalea's trying to perform, trying to perform. And this girl is doing everything in her power to take attention away from Azalea and from these people. And I don't know what she's getting out of it, the attention that she's receiving, but it's just really creepy. And I'm sure there's probably going to be uh expose or interview where she tearfully remarks of how she just wants to, you know, be friends. And she's just really excited about being in their presence and that, you know, I thought I was just being authentic and blah, blah, blah. But it's creepy. It's creepy. The the picture that we of her peeking around, Meg is on the the carpet taking photos. <laughs> she was literally peeking 
around the corner. Yeah. It's weird and um it's very Stan 2022. It's if this is Stan in 2022, y'all can't have that. Y'all can't have that. Y'all do it too much now. <laughs> Maybe Dido might make a reappearance and say, you know what, I'll sing the hook again. Right. <laughs> she's clearly a Stan. In the in the in the creepiest way possible. In the creepiest way. D- Azalea, uh, uh if y'all can find that, uh, it's online. You will yeah. find that clip of the video of Azalea, and I just really feel bad because it's like this is uncomfortable. This shouldn't happen. Very uncomfortable. But <sighs> um, but yeah. So we come to the end of the show, mm-hmm. and I know we mentioned it before, but I did not want to go um to to end the show without wishing my co-host and friend Jay Ray the happiest and most well-deserved birthdays and you deserve everything that your heart desires and that you because Jay Ray is a joy to work with a genius he's all the things he's like anybody that knows him absolutely loves him and if you see him on the socials, please shout him out. Give him some birthday love starting tonight and all throughout tomorrow. He's a really dope guy. I just want to say happy, happy birthday, J-Ray. Thank you, man. 45, <laughs> y'all. Um, 45. 45 king in the house. He's the 45 king for tomorrow. Oh, you know what? Shout out. You know what? I need to play just like 45 King joints all day. We were talking about right. DJ Mark, the 45 King before we started tonight's show. And um, that is definitely uh, something to do is play uh, some 45 King. Um, I want to give you a shout out as well. Uh, you know, Sugar Honey on the Rocks. Listen, y'all need to go over to DJ Sir Daniels Mixed Cloud. Link is in the chat to check out Sugar Honey on the Rocks um, because you'll be doing your thing, man. Like, fun show that last show was good i mean the shows just be good so good work thank you i appreciate that um anybody if you were planning on coming through to rock steady this weekend i will not be there there is an amazing amazing they're shutting down the the kitchen or the restaurant for that evening because they're having an amazing block party weekend the whole weekend saturday and sunday I mean, there are international artists coming for this whole um, bash, block, um, block party, bashment party that they're having. All the Caribbean massive, um, the African nations, uh, countries come on out to Rocksteady at Atlanta off of Marietta Street. It's a complete vibe. If you follow me, you know I'm there Sundays doing slow jams, but the way they're going to be rocking this weekend... Ain't nobody checking for no slow jams. So I have the weekend off, but you need to come out there and get your groove on. There's gonna, I'm sure there's going to be food outside, drinks. I know the work crew is going to be there mm-hmm. doing their thing. Yeah. The, the, oh, Louis Vega is going to be there. Listen, and if Louis Vega come in, y'all need to go. Louis Vega going to be there. And y'all going sweat, kids. Go sweat. Yeah. <laughs> bananas so if you're looking for something to do this coming weekend if you're here in atlanta by all means come out to rock steady on friday and saturday for the rock steady block party affair 
Cool beans. Listen, make sure, y'all, that you visit our website. You can become a Q Points Insider. You should head on over to Apple Podcasts and make sure that you subscribe. Also, leave us a rating and a review. Also, do the same thing on Podchaser. I know we say it all the time, but it is true. Um, when you rate and review us on Podchaser, it really does help to spread the word about the show because it touches so many different things, helps with our Google SEO, all of that stuff. So definitely head over to Podchaser, leave us a rating and review, and make sure you subscribe on YouTube. If you are watching anywhere else that you're not on YouTube, go ahead over to YouTube and make sure you subscribe and hit the bell notification so you can get notified. Absolutely. So, J-Ray, what do we say every week in this life? You have a choice. You can either pick up the needle or you can let the music play. I'm DJ Sir Daniel. I am J-Ray. And thank you, Kipper, for the happy birthday. Uh, I'm J-Ray, y'all. Peace. Peace. (laughs)